Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. Welcome back to another episode of Kansas City MomCast. Um, We hope you are hanging in there as we are all living through yet another COVID surge. Um, We have definitely been dealing with it in our house. And um, just know that if you are too, you are not alone and to hang in there. Today, to take our minds off of that, we are switching gears a little bit to another um, important topic in honor of Black History Month. Um, We have invited Kristen Harris, Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion at Hallmark, to join us in conversation about Hallmark's work in this area and how specifically how it relates to our role as moms. Um, You guys will just love her. She is um, She's just awesome. She has 15 years of progressive experience at Hallmark Cards Incorporated, building business partnerships across customers and within the community. She's built her career developing highly effective teams, leading through business transformation, creating strategies to promote accountability, and driving engagement through culture change initiatives. She's currently leading enterprise-wide diversity and inclusion strategies for the Hallmarks family of brands, which include Crown Media, who I did not know that was the name. That is who does the manages the Hallmark channel and every mom's favorite, Crayola. So with that, we are going to meet Kristen and we hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, we're, we are thrilled to have you on. And we, Sarah and I just felt like you were the perfect person to have on to discuss something um, that is so important today. Um, as in our culture, it just feels like people are trying harder to acknowledge different cultures and lifestyles as they strive to be more aware of their own bias and privilege. So with that in mind, could you tell us a little bit about your work at Hallmark and what responsibility you see internally and externally for Hallmark to be a leader in diversity and inclusion? Yes, absolutely. And and I'm so thankful that we are having this conversation and that diversity, equity, and inclusion is something that is so top of mind and something that we are um, not only talking about, but really in a lot of ways making progress on. So my job title is Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion at Hallmark, but I proudly wear many different hats. So <laughs> what um, I do is develop and implement our DNI strategy across all of our businesses. So that's Hallmark Global. So the Hallmark card brand that you are, are are probably most familiar with and know and love, but also Crown Media, which oversees the Hallmark Channel, and Crayola, the beloved um, artistic and creative 
brand that you um, hopefully have experienced either as a child or with your families today. Um, I've been in this role for about two years and it changes constantly. And I find it really exciting and I find it encouraging to see the renewed level of energy and engagement from um, our employees. And that's across all levels of the business. So the, the folks who are responsible for supporting our manufacturing and distribution facilities or um, in our stores that are really the most customer facing roles all the way through our leadership teams and, and our CEO. There is a true commitment to this work and the impact that it's making for our employees and for our customers. But there's so much to do. Um, I'm really proud of the progress of, yeah. that we've made, um, but there is still much more to do. And, and, and here's um, a little bit of, of, about what we're doing. So our, our commitment to DE&I is embedded in our company mission. So to create a more emotionally connected world by making a difference in every life every day. So I hope you caught that. <laughs> every life, every life. Yeah. Our brand really is there to play this um, uniquely personal role in people's lives. And so we uh, are honored to be able to be there when they're sharing um, or celebrating or experiencing, you know, not only joy, but sadness, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it is important and we are um, truly there during those meaningful moments. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a great privilege, but it's also a great responsibility to be mm -hmm. culturally relevant and to have inclusive products that can, can authentically speak to each of our um, customers. So, so it's embedded there, but then it's also embedded within our business and the culture within the um, the areas in which that we operate. So we're a huge company, you know, tens of thousands of employees um, globally. And that comes with the responsibility to create workplaces where people can be their best. So I'm, I'm working really hard with our leaders and, and seeing progress and how we're expanding our ability to have more empathy to learn and to become allies for all of our employees, right? 2020 was yeah. a year of, of reflection where we all had to stop and take a look mm -hmm. in the mirror and decide consciously to do better in terms of advancing equality and justice. And I'm, I'm just so thrilled to be um, in this role where I get to help uh, encourage and support and lead that work for our organization. It's, it's, it's wonderful to see how far we've come and also where we're headed. Yeah, that, um, gosh, that's amazing. So you kind of led into um, our next question, which is, so over the past two years, um, how have you seen that change um, as many Americans have been wrestling with uh, kind of a racial reckoning on many fronts. So basically, what have you seen change-wise over the past since 2020? You know, number one, we're having the conversation. We're talking about mm -hmm. it more, right? We are yep. really um, leaning into creating safe spaces for people to ask questions, to acknowledge that they maybe don't know or weren't aware of, um, of, of the lived experience. And, and then on the flip side, having people be willing to share um, authentically about what that, that is like. That's, that's new and different. We're seeing companies, organizations, businesses 
to really step up. You know, some of them have made extremely bold statements. And so um, I'm, I'm watching closely, as I know all of you are, to see the work that they're actually going to do to, um, to stand up to the things that they have committed to. Uh, but that's exciting that we are, are at a place now where we're able to say we're going to do better because we know better. And so um, the shift in, in really having the conversation, but now seeing action come through is is one of the the major shifts that I see and hope to continue to see as a trend going forward. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, Okay, so shifting just a little bit, what do you feel like is the value of awareness days and months? And do you think that these can lead to inauthentic or like, quote, you know, checking the box diversity discussions? Kind of a big question. You know, that's um, a, a, it is a big question, but it's a really good question, and so I'm glad we're we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, number sure. one, I think there is huge value in awareness uh, months or or awareness days, mm-hmm. right? Because it it is what you know gives us the opportunity to pause and reflect. Um, on on our history. So so there is absolutely sure. value in commemorating that and celebrating it and, and using it as an opportunity to share and to educate. So here we are in, in Black History Month, but a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know, you know, what the origin was of Black History Month or that it began with Dr. Carter G. Woodson and mm-hmm. his story and why it was important for him as um, a, a Black American descendant of formerly enslaved people, the second African-American person ever to earn a PhD in, in, in history, in U.S. history, and from Harvard, no less. I mean, that is remarkable. But this man <laughs> yeah. knew the importance of, of commemorating um, the history that is a part of American history. And so it was established in the month of February as a way to commemorate both the birthday of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. So what initially mm. started as his idea to say, let's let's do some recognition and acknowledgement of our, what was called then Negro History Week. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's evolved to Black History Month, which I think is wonderful. And it um, aligns to this commitment to us talking about this as a part of American history. Um, but, but I also think that it's important for us to, to extend it beyond that. So, so sure. while these days and while these months help us remember this, in, these important moments in time, these these important um, cultures for us to celebrate and acknowledge, um, and, and that is driving conversation around around this. We need to not limit it. So I, I think the only, um, you know, kind of just takeaway from that and, and how you can ensure that it's authentic and you can ensure that it's yeah. not just something I'm doing to check the box is to continue that learning, continue that exploration so that um, we're, we're really thinking Let's show our friends, let's show our families that it's important to be celebrating diversity, not just on the calendar days that say you're supposed to. Sure, sure. That's really good. Thank you. And so, Kristen, kind of on that front, um, can you talk a little bit about more the product, um, the products that Hallmark is producing that, you know, it would be really easy to just say, okay, here's the Black History Month card or here's the 
Pride Month card. Um, so what is Hallmark doing to make sure your products are meaningful and authentic year round um, in serving, you know, different communities? So this is the stuff I love to talk about. Um, this is where, you know, like my passion, my purpose and, um, and, and what I love to do for this brand in particular kind of comes together in a, in a really beautiful way. So like I mentioned earlier, Hallmark has the distinct privilege of being in people's lives during these big moments and small moments, whether it's, you know, Pride Month or Black History Month, like you mentioned, um, but but also, you know, celebrating a wedding or the birth of a new baby in the family. And so um, our commitment to creating culturally relevant product ensures that we have something there for you in any of those moments that you may want to be acknowledging with your friends and family. And we take that very seriously. We take that responsibility seriously. And we know that sometimes coming to our product may be the only way in which you can create that um, that moment, right? It, it Our product might be the one thing that you are able to say, this is a, a piece of me and my identity that I now want to share with someone else. So we've been doing it for, you know, decades and decades. I mean, if we think about mahogany, for example, it began in, you know, the 1980s. So we established then that it was important for us to really, um, within our larger Hallmark brand, to hone in on this particular community, to be Mm -hmm. able to speak to them authentically, to have Black writers to have black creatives that could also talk in a voice that is familiar and that resonates and to ensure that you know now as we've hired in a new vice president alexis kerr to to continue leading that growth it's really incredible to see how over the last 12 months we're you know, we've really um, launched mahogany.com, which is now a place where there's a writing community where this this idea and this um, feeling of the culture and the faith in the community that's so important to this consumer can be cultivated in a really authentic and safe space. So you, you hopefully have seen um, that, that this is something we are committed to long-term. It is not just a, a moment in time. We throw something out there. Mahogany is a great example. You talked about our LGBTQ product. That's another great example. We're doing that, you know, at the Hallmark brand and even at Crown Media. Um, we are expanding our content range and we're seeing that our consumers are following us there there was a time where there were things that we just maybe wouldn't show there was a time where we wouldn't show Mm -hmm. a woman who was divorced on the hallmark channel and now for us Mm -hmm. to be in what was the second holiday season with um a Christmas house, um, which is a storyline that is focused and centers around um, a gay couple who are adopting a baby is just phenomenal. And it performed so well. Our viewers want to see us reflecting all of the wonderful, beautiful diversity that exists. So we're excited about that. We are celebrating the um, the awards for sure, but also more importantly, we're celebrating the importance and the, and the commitment 
that our consumers and our viewers are seeing that we're making in this. That's really why we do it. And Kristen, we had the opportunity yeah. to have Dee Zoller write a guest post for us about the it was the Uplifted and Empowered collection with Mahogany that we will link in the show notes, but was a really amazing piece just about the importance of that specific collection. Yes, she's fabulous. Yeah. And so I'm glad you had an opportunity to, to hear about that. I think that as we're having these conversations, it's good to talk about why we're creating these um, places where we're saying this is going to be the focus and it's okay for it to be mm -hmm. the focus, right? Yes, because right. sometimes we can also say, well, if you're only making product for, or if you're, or are you um, excluding a different group because you did this? And really it's not about that. Really what it's yeah. about is saying, we want all voices to be reflected. And if you walk into a store and you see what our product really can do, you will find that we are trying to ensure that we've got representation across the board. So I think that um, the more we have these discussions and the more we talk really openly and honestly about um, what brands can be doing, you'll see that we will lean in more to these types of opportunities mm -hmm. to say this consumer and, and these um, customers also want to hear their stories. And so we're yeah. going to do that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's great. And you see like a lot of, you know, talk on social media about these companies who are making these, you know, fabulous diversity statements, but then you look at their board and they're all yeah. white men. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. encouraging to see, you know, not only what you're doing internally, but then externally the products that I think are helping yeah. our community, you know, have conversations. Yeah. And I For think sure. it's, I think it's so important to Kristen. I feel like something that um, I have personally come to realize and recognize probably way too late in life is just the privilege of going and looking at products or cards and everything basically being catered to me. And so it's very easy for me to pick out a card or very easy for me to go, you know, look at now. I feel like toys have made some progress, but you know, like a doll, you know, usually they're white. So I think that for me in my life, it hasn't really been a problem. Um, but for a lot of people, it's the rep, the lack of representation is an issue. And so I think for a lot of people, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's, you don't realize it's a problem because it's not a problem for you. Correct. Yeah. I'm, I mean, and I'm so glad that you, recognize and acknowledge that and we're bringing that yeah. into the conversation because that's that's what we're talking about is that yeah. importance to show representation of um, of of all identities and i think sure. you know i was delighted to find in my daughters when we went for her kindergarten kindergarten like you know welcome day um that her teacher has the crayola like color of the world um oh i love those coloring books and the crayons that are all different you know skin tones mm -hmm. yes which has led to some good conversations in our house of you know just different you know that there's not you know the what it used to be i think is when we were kids they actually had like a <laughs> you know skin tone color that was just white and it's yeah. neat to see that develop even at like a kid level 
that just makes yes. those conversations, I feel like, in your house easier because it's a crayon and that is an yeah. easy entry point into a bigger conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I'm glad you brought up Colors of the World. I am deep almond. That's the color that is closest uh, to to my skin tone. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I'll just share this really, really quickly because um, because I, yeah. I want to, to just convey, again, kind of this commitment to authenticity. We actually partnered, our Crayola team partnered with um, Matt Cosmetics executive to help ensure that as we were coming up with the colors that were going to make up that box of crayons, that we were fully representative of huh. the range of skin tones. I mean, that's, that's how fun. committed to it that we were. We didn't want just a couple of shades of pink and a couple of shades mm-hmm. of peach and a couple of shades of brown, right? We wanted to yep. make sure that the nuances that exist within um, the the different ranges of melanin that you may find within our, you know, cultures from from African to Asian to Hispanic or Latinx to European, that all of those can be represented. And I, I think you're right. I think that we're seeing that children are are so open to to having these conversations in this dialogue in a way that actually we could learn from. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, it makes me proud Definitely. that, you know, the Hallmark is a Kansas City company, that you're such leaders in this area. So that's um, so great. So kind of shifting away from Hallmark and just into, you know, the homes of the moms that you're speaking to right now. Um, how do you think as neighbors, coworkers, and just mothers, how can we ensure that we aren't limiting our conversations about diversity and inclusion to just, you know, awareness months or, you know, how can we truly have, you know, meaningful and authentic conversations in our homes? You know, that's, um, I, I think that's an interesting one. Let me first, though, just give you permission to start with the month or the day. Like you can start there. Like I don't, I don't want for for yeah. us as moms who already have, you know, the weight of the world and all the things that we're <laughs> trying to to manage mm-hmm. between, you know, work potentially plus also home life and 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 having something left over for ourselves to think that this has to be hard. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you permission to start with just the month or the day. Okay. And then you can build your commitment to learning and awareness and acceptance of other cultures and other identities from there. So if I think about, you know, Black History Month, again, we talked about how it's established and and the importance of it. And so, you know, you can have those conversations, you can embed um, educational opportunities where you can throughout the rest of this month and, and maybe beyond by looking for ways to connect to, you know, things that your family may already be doing, right? So you can simply search through mm-hmm. Netflix or Amazon Prime. Both have a wide variety of family-friendly friendly movies and documentaries available right now that you can watch and you can incorporate into a family movie night. Um, you know, yeah. my family likes to, you know, to eat different types of food. And another way, and one that we experience different cultures is 
through through doing that together. So you can, you know, at the beginning of the year, pick 12 different restaurants, dine in or take out. You can do a mini learning session about, you know, the, the country or region or culture. Mm-hmm. And then depending on their ages, you can, you know, incorporate the kids into this. You can, you know, say, hey, here's five fun facts I want to tell you about this, you know, or you can ask this them to go on a, a learning journey and have them share five fun facts, right? But you can do that and then experience it together. And it was something you were already doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it really can be yeah. small ways yeah. that you incorporate exposing yourselves to other cultures. Yeah. And I love that, Kristen, because I love, um, I just think it's so important for it to I don't even know how to say this for it to seem like, like authentic and like normal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, just like you said, just incorporating it into things that you already do. So it's easier for it to be just a part of the rhythm of your home and your family and not isolated to Martin Luther King Jr. Day or, you know, Black History Month or, you know, just having it be just part of what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. I also love to, and Sarah, you can probably speak to this as well. And Kristen, I would love to hear any of your favorites. My personally as a mom, my favorite thing are books um, because a lot of times it will give language. Sometimes if you feel like that's some, uh, an area where you're lacking in um, to read different stories or different, you know, kid friendly, you know, autobiographies or on different topics. Um, there's just so many amazing books out there. And just to have a, the diversity of representation in your kid's library, I think is also super important and a really easy thing to do. Agreed. And to your point, it is really easy to do because you can, you know, based upon, like I said, the ages of your of your children, there are age appropriate books and content that mm-hmm. you can easily curate to create, um, you know, into your nightly reading routine, an opportunity to talk about those things. Another thing beyond um, books is also games. I mean, you'd be surprised, mm-hmm. but there are quite a few games out there that you can find where it may be a memory game, but even the images that are on the pieces are mm-hmm. of different um, cultures or have um facts, you know, history, historical facts on them that you can kind of share as you're playing it on up. I mean, obviously, if you've got teenagers, of which I have one, too, so I have to do the games for yeah. the little and then the games for the mm-hmm. for the big one. Um, but, you know, we did recently a driving tour with um, with my daughter on what's called the voice map app. They have one that's called um, or that's based on Kansas City and it's, it's called Dividing Lines. Yeah, I've done that. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. Fascinating. Yes. I so, recommend it to everyone. It is, yeah. Very good. Eye-opening. Very good. Mm-hmm. So imagine being able to, you know, spend time in, in the car. So this is something that is, you know, pandemic um, friendly <laughs> because you, you and and weather friendly So because, you know, you're gonna, you don't have to get out of the car. So as long as it's not snowing, which I know we get sometimes here in February, it's a good cold day activity. But imagine having an hour and a half of your, you know, teens 
um, attention, <laughs> you know, like you're in the car together yeah. and you literally just drive around the city and it's telling you things about the place where we live. And, and you're right. I've been here for 15 years and my daughter and my husband and I learned so much about yeah. this city that we've come to love as now residents um, for the amount of time that we've been here, but so many things that we had no idea existed or happened that I think helped tell the story of why it's important that we continue these conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sarah, we'll have to link to that too. I will. And we also have- Seriously so great. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Kristen, thank you seriously so much. Do you have anything, anything we haven't covered or anything you just feel like is important? to share just about Hallmark you or know, you or the work that you I'll, do? I'll close with this. I've, I've talked about Hallmark um, and I could talk about Hallmark for another hour. Um, but, but I do want to, want to talk to, to, you know, the, the, the moms, because that is something that obviously yeah. is the, you know, the, the identity of mine that, that mm-hmm. consumes the most energy, but, in ways that I want for it to, right? Our families are important to us. And so I just want you all to know that um, that we're all in this together, that we're all trying to figure it out. I want yeah. to give you permission to, um, to know that it's not gonna be perfect, but that that's okay. Because honestly, our, our kids and our families are benefiting from what we're bringing and how we're incorporating these conversations, like what we've been talking about in terms of culture, in terms of um, identity, and in terms of awareness. When we, when we take the intentional focus to incorporate that into our family life, we are helping build that next generation of leaders. Mm-hmm. And so no matter how you go about it, know that, um, that you've got folks rooting for you, know that it's going to be it's going to be just fine it really is so i'm just excited that we we had the time to talk about this today and i am encouraging all of us to just continue start start with one day mm-hmm. and just continue yeah i i don't know where i heard this if it was a podcast or what but just the importance of starting or trying and not being focused on doing things perfectly perfectly or saying things perfectly um, and for somebody who prefers to do things perfectly, mostly <laughs> that was very freeing to me, um, to just hear that it's the important <laughs> thing is to be having the conversations, even if you are stumbling through That's it, right. um, That's it's right. like riding a bike, you know? Um, and I just think that a lot of people, at least I know like friends of mine, a lot of times will, I think avoid conversations because they're like, well, I don't know what to say. Or like, I don't even know where to start. The important thing is to just try, you know, um, and I think that that's important and maybe that will help somebody listening that, you know, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. So Kristen, thank you seriously yes, thank so you. much. This has been absolutely wonderful. I wish we could have you on for a six hour podcast. <laughs> and I would totally enjoy that. But thank you. I appreciate so much the opportunity to have yeah. had a few minutes to, to talk with you all and with your listeners today. Yeah. And, thank uh, you. Happy so Black much. History Month. Yes. Yes. Happy Black History Month. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen.
Another thank you to Kristen for being with us today um, for such a just awesome and informative conversation. We will uh, link to where you can find her in the show notes as long as well as um, all the different things that we mentioned. So be sure to scroll down and check those out. Uh, we thought it would be helpful if we kind of talked through because when I'm reading or listening to something, I always want to know like some solid takeaways. And we got a lot of those from Kristen, but from moms as to what you are practically, like, what can I practically do um, in my home as a parent to, to actually make these things happen? So Sarah and I are going to share a little bit about just kind of like what we do. And I am so far from having it figured out, but I did mention just in our conversation about books. Um, I'm a teacher and slash former teacher and books are just my, my thing. Um, and they are so helpful in aiding in conversations and just helping getting things started. So, uh, just having, I kind of had mentioned just having, um, a variety of books of representation of races and cultures uh, and family structures in libraries, which um, I just feel like there's so many out there and we, we will link to that as well. Um, one of my personal favorites is All Are Welcome Here uh, and it's by Alexandra Penfold and it just covers, it's about a classroom and it just covers a huge variety of um, all the things mentioned, just diversity in all areas. And um, that has led in my home, it's led to like, oh, you know, why is this person wearing that? Oh, well, that's because of this. Let's check out a book from the library about that. And it just kind of like opens the door. Um, and then just paying attention, I think, to what your kids are naturally interested in. My daughter Peyton went through a big Ruby Bridges um, fascination stage. And so we were checking out a lot of books about her because at the time they were the same age um, or, you know, Peyton was the same age that Ruby Bridges was when she went to her, went to the new school um, and she just really connected with um, that story. And that was really cool. And then I think just in general is just being, open and listening for opportunities of times where you could engage your child um, on different diversity related topics. And I think most importantly is just pushing through the discomfort of either just feeling weird about talking about it or not knowing what to say. Um, that's like one of the hardest things I think about being a parent and not just with this topic, but with lots of topics, it's just, um, I don't know. I just want to really try to model normalcy in talking about a variety of things. Um, and if I don't know the answer, being open about that and saying, you know what, I don't know. Let's find out together or check out a book or listen to a podcast or um, because it's very clear. I don't know all the answers, nor do I want it to appear that way. So that's kind of my thoughts on my house. Sarah, what about you guys? Um, I think you know, we did better at this before COVID just because we could, you know, I like, I think as a Johnson County mom, it's no secret that if you want to make it normal, you're going to have to be pretty intentional too. So true. Because we're not, you know, you're not naturally surrounded by the diversity um, that you want your kids to be exposed to. So you're gonna have to be intentional about the parks you go to, the places you shop. Um the people yeah. that are in your close circle. 
And so I think COVID's made that hard because we haven't been able to go a lot of the places and be involved in events like, you know, we had been. But two things that we've found helpful from home the last couple of years, um, we subscribe to, it's called Little Justice Leaders. And mm-hmm. so this is a subscription box. Um, cool. You can, they're on social media and you can, um, we'll l- link to it as well, but it's a subscription box and you choose your ages and you can split. So I have a six-year-old and I have a 10-year-old. So we actually get like a split box, that one that's appropriate activities. Um, and it comes with a parent guide. So it walks Ew. you through the topics, which some yes. of the topics, you know, we had one on um, for Pride Month and it went into like transgendered and pronouns, which mm-hmm. is something that, you know, I'm aware of as an adult, but having those conversations with my kid gets a little bit more complicated mm-hmm. Um, just because it's out of my comfort zone of having a conversation with a six-year-old yeah. about pronouns. Um, and so it sure. walks you through it and says, you know, here's our ways you can address this and here are the words you can use. Um, it always comes with a book, like a hardback book that relates Ooh. to that topic. Um, that's just a storybook. And then there's usually a craft of some kind. And then they give you all these other resources for ways you know, to follow up on your learning or, but literally like types out the literal words of the conversations you can have with your kid, which sometimes, you know, on some of the topics I definitely need. So we've had race and privilege, um, pronouns, pride month, world religions, um, caring about the environment. So it, you know, each month you get, and it's great. I mean, there's great sometimes stickers, bumper sticker, you know, all sorts of stuff that your kids can relate to. Um, So that has definitely opened up conversations beyond, you know, maybe the ones, you know, if I had a conversation about Black History Month, but now I'm talking about all these other topics that are going a little bit deeper. Um, And then another thing I did with my older um, kid is we joined a Community Matters book club, which the Johnson County Library hosts. And I'm sure that this is also found in other, you know, libraries in the metro um, but they limit the size of that and they, they actually provide the books to you. And so you'll pick up your books at the library and they're, they're like, you know, chapter books. Um, he's 10. And the two we did last year covered, uh, LGBT family dynamics. There was a racial conflict, bullying, and then one was environmental issues and kind of questioning how things were done in the past. Mm-hmm. And so you read the books and then you get on a Zoom call with other parent child teams and they talk through the book and you know different issues and i was so impressed with like the kids and how much they pulled from it um and so i last i looked yesterday they still had spots but that was something really cool to do with my older one um because not only could we read the book together and have conversations but then you know it relating to other kids and it was all on zoom um because of covid so it was just a great resource so, Sarah, when you go on to Johnson County Library, will it tell you specifically what age group the book club is is appropriate for or meant for? I think it was eight plus, but um, okay, okay. I mean, the topics, yes, it does tell you, and the topics are definitely like I was a little surprised the first book. I mean, it had many, many themes, but I was like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> But they jump it in with both feet. Right. But I think, you know, it's the the kids don't even blink. I know. And I think that's fantastic. And so yeah. um yeah. you know, it's definitely a book I never would have picked off the shelf for myself, but yeah. I'm glad it's on our shelf. Yeah, no, that's I think that's great. 
That's really good. Um, okay. What we are loving in KC right now. So we talked about, we mentioned the Dividing Lines tour, and I actually did this with Sarah and another one of our um, Kansas City Mom Collective contributors, Jen, um, and then a book club that we were involved with. And we loaded up in cars and drove and did the tour. And you can get it through. And again, we'll link. It's free. You literally, they tell you where to drive, mm-hmm. where to start. And you sit in the car. And it's like, um, it's kind of like, remember like as kids, like it's like a book on tape. It's like, okay, now turn the page. It tells you literally where to drive, which if you are like me and you can barely get from point A to point B without a GPS, this is the tour for you. Um, and it even it corrects you. Tells- like if you oh, go yeah. the wrong oh, way, yeah. turn around. <laughs> I remember, I don't remember what it said, but like, yeah, we, we got that quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it tracks you and you're driving. It is the coolest thing, but it, it literally just goes through and narrates the whole story of, you know, like redlining in Kansas city and different high schools and different neighborhoods. I don't know. Sarah, do you have anything to add to that? It was just so, I loved it. So many things I didn't know. Um, it was so fun to do it with friends. It would be great to do with kids. Anything you would add to that? It just, I mean, it helps understand the geography of the way Kansas city is laid out. You know, why Prairie village exists, why, Truest is seen as a dividing line. Um, And I think it just gives you so much more local perspective of the way, why Kansas City has some of the challenges that it does. Yes, totally. And like I've read about it and I've heard about the redlining, but then to actually be in the car and driving and seeing just the stark differences in certain areas, I was like, oh my gosh, like it's, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. So um, that's mine. Sarah, what is your, your loving in Kansas City um, choice so I, at the moment? I've been craving smoothies lately, maybe because it's so cold and I oh, yeah. am dreaming of summer. Um, but yeah. my favorite um, treat in Kansas City um, is Ruby Jeans Juicery. Ooh. And that now they have multiple locations. Um, there's one, well, there's, I mean, more than I know now. But there's one off of um, Troost. There is one in the Whole Foods by UMKC. Okay. Um, and I, they're opening soon. I think it's been a little delayed because of COVID, but opening soon one, um, I think, by Town Center. Oh. And um, they have, you know, healthy food. But my favorite is the No Crust PB&J. And that is a smoothie with peanut butter in it and... Oh, interesting. Is Love there it. jelly in it? Um, I think the jelly is like the fruit. Why is it called a PBJ? Because the peanut <laughs> peanut butter and there's fruit, so it tastes like that. It's fantastic. Okay, okay. I'll trust you. No, I love smoothies. I need to put that on my list and go go check that out. That's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. All right, friends. This concludes today's episode. Um, We are so grateful, as always, for you being here and listening. We hope you enjoyed today as much as we did and have some good takeaways to check out or implement in your home. And we will catch you next time on our next episode. Thanks for being here. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. 
We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.